Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast, a video game deep dive podcast. With me this week, we have Austin. What up? And Johnny. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, Manoy. All right. So the votes are in, my friends. We ran it for two weeks because over the holiday, we had a little bit of trouble with recording. So we extended the poll. It was neck and neck between morality and video games and our winner navigating hype yeah uh so we're going to be diving into navigating hype um how to navigate um less about how to navigate and more kind of where some of these most hyped games have fallen Mm -hmm. apart um before that if you guys get the chance um drop us a follow on twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. and review us on a podcast service of your choice. That helps other people find us. We appreciate that. Um, and uh, more so, follow Fun Balance. Fun Balanced is uh, kind of like our new umbrella term for a few of our games uh, or a few of our um, uh, like shows that we're doing. Um, you know, including uh, Badass. That's a bunker some Badass podcast, and as well the Fun Balance podcast itself. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into it. Um, full disclosure, full disclaimer. Um, as many of our listeners know, we all come from a retail background selling video games. Oh yeah, I hadn't really thought of so that. So some of these things hit really close to heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, writing up a small list here of things that kind of hit. There's one I think that hits at a very specific time that i know at least for johnny and myself was something that we were really really like all in on basically just because of the um what you know what what was like around it um and the way it was described to us and and everything um so we'll jump into that we're gonna kind of take you guys through a journey we broke it down from announcement hype games that before launch, before we've really seen too, too much about it, our, the hype was blown out of the water. Yeah, like that big world premiere and everything that kind of followed, you know, the mm-hmm. phones ringing off the hook, the everybody saying, oh my god, what is that? What can this be? This is going to be phenomenal. Mm. Um, it's, it, it's kind of the last real water cooler moment in our binge society we have now. Yeah. Interesting. Um and then uh, launch hype. So games that have, you know, I would say th- this kind of ranges to the days before to the days after the game officially releases. Yeah. When people have their expectations so high, and then where does that go? Yeah, we've got the game in front of us now. It's in our hands. It's either in front of us on that shelf or in a box about to go on the shelf, or it's in our hand about to get played for the next however long until we are gonna get tired of it mm-hmm. yeah and then uh the la- i won't say the last section because we do have uh a few other things that we're going to discuss after this but uh then we have post-launch hype so this is after you've had a chance to maybe beat the game or at yeah. least play more than 10 hours of the game. Yeah, this one means a couple this one can mean a couple different things and I, I think the games that we're going to talk about specifically when we get to that category are going to be for a number of different reasons um, and all very big deals in their own right. Yeah. 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 Um, 
some of the games that we'll talk about will transcend one category. Um, you'll see them skip categories and show up in different places. So um, we, we have a, a decent little list of, um, I, I would say, modern. I, most, I, I was trying yeah. to think of things that are not modern. And that's and that could, this could be where we start to transition into this. Um, I'm not sure hype was really something that was as big in um, older like like older generations. Oh, it, it, mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't. Um, I know while we were looking up lists of different things, and I, I think Austin pulled up a list of like underrated games or underhyped games. And example, Tetris was on one of those lists. <laughs> and Stupid. I under, and now here's the here's the thing about that. Everyone wants to laugh and say, no, Tetris is fucking huge. It was it really though. It why is it huge? Is it huge because it was hyped, or is it huge because it was just everywhere? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't think there was like a huge uh, Soviet marketing campaign or anything no, behind it. It was. It was. Yeah, it was just a good game that people yeah, recognized it as wasn't being good. E- and it wasn't even a complicated game or a complex game. It was right. just, hey, here, this comes with pretty much this came this came with your Game Boy. This comes with your Nintendo. There's multiple versions of it for your Nintendo, and now it's on this platform and that platform and that platform. It was just a success by volume. It, it was just right. everywhere. You couldn't st- you couldn't help but step in a puddle of Tetris somewhere. It, accessibility true. really helped Tetris too. It, it was something you could pick up. I look for that, you know, as I've grown, uh, you know, as time goes on, something that I can pick up and I can play and then I can put down and not think about it and not worry about, like, am I going to remember where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's why I keep playing and I've been playing it for, goddamn, since I've moved into my house, um, Slay the Spire. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's something that I can pick up, I can play through, and then, you know, if I make it somewhere, awesome. If not, awesome. If I get interrupted, there's a little, like, save your spot button. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Th- those games are incredibly... I wouldn't say they're a violent success or anything, but mm-hmm. they're really good at what they, they do. They and do their Tetris job. Tetris for me falls into that. Yeah. Yep. What um, we really wanted to talk about, most importantly, was just... You know that experience of that that big game announcement. You know games are announced in a number of ways now, and starting our journey with that. Well, you know, I wanted to ask first, just because I thought it was interesting, and, and and I'm kind of going definitely off script here. What's the first game you remember being hyped for? Hmm. And now I'm trying to think of that. I'm like, what yeah. was the first game? And and I, interesting. I I can't pick something. I'm trying to think of something that I, I think the earliest game I can think of was um, WWF No Mercy, mm-hmm. because I remember being really excited for that um, because I had played all of the older arcade style games and this one was is similar but yet a slight departure. You know. Mm. I can't I'm, think of something else before that unless we're talking I'm I'm angry now because you brought memories back. So I hate that too. The the first one I was happy about and very hyped for early on, back PS2 days, Final Fantasy 12. I was a huge Final mm. Fantasy kid. That was the series that got me into games. 
I pre-ordered like the Steelbook Collector's Edition of 12 that came with a little bonus DVD and everything. I was so excited about that. But now that you mention this, while I'm thinking about that, um, I, I have to go back to like, I was so excited for Fable 2. Oh boy. Ooh. Yeah. Until they changed literally every pre-order incentive for that <laughs> game. From giving me really cool collector's edition stuff to just some stuff that comes in a box to just a cardboard sleeve on the outside with a DLC code on the inside <laughs> mm-hmm. and then not even having the DLC codes in half the games that shipped. And then they go, you know what? Nope. Nobody gets games. <laughs> games, games, games not coming out now. Sorry. I don't make the rules. Like that was probably the... That was probably the biggest disappointment every time I walked into my local GameStop at the time to put additional money down on my pre-order for it. That it was getting worse and worse. Having the guy that works there update me on what is now coming with the collector's edition instead. Mm. Yeah, that hurt. That's interesting. Yeah, because I could definitely say the same for Final Fantasy Twelve, And in fact, we talked about it in our little pre-show. Where, yeah, I had that bitch pre-ordered over, I think, three or four states as my family moved as i was growing up and yeah i believe i calculated out in the past it was either 10 or 11 years like totally deranged and i ended up not really liking it yeah i think that's interesting johnny did you like 12 i loved it okay it's fine it's it's one of it's i loved it i loved it because i knew i wasn't going to get to play final fantasy 11 um (laughs) and that to me is why i enjoyed it so much because i knew it was going to have the same rough play style as 11 with like the auto combat the the more mmo style layout going from zone to zone yeah that's interesting i knew that was going to be a part of it but i also didn't have internet access so Mm -hmm. as much as i wanted to be able to play final fantasy 11 i didn't have the internet or anything to be able to play it on so i played final fantasy 12 and i really really liked it yeah i i love 12 i think 12 is up there for probably my favorite final fantasy game and it's not so much the game itself in which i do really 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 like the game i do think the characters are a little muddy they mm. but that's neither here nor there i think that's because of how i played it it was the end of an era and that's why i loved yeah. 12 so much um it, it was the it was the last time that i carried just a massive fucking tv to a friend's house <laughs> to play these games together like as a group. Yeah. So here's a really dumb one and a really wild one to think about. If it weren't for Final Fantasy twelve and my excitement leading up to that game, I would never have played Dragon Quest eight because Dragon Quest eight for the PS two came with the Final Fantasy twelve demo. Nice. Mm. I actually yeah. bought the game specifically for the demo because I was like still so young at the time and that was the only way I could get access to it. I was like, I need this game, I need this game. This gets me the demo, I'll do it. And then I fell in love with a whole new series because of it. So, double success on that one. Nice. All right. Let's get into announcement hype. We have a list here. Uh, It's not in alphabetical order. (laughs) It almost is at first. It almost is. It starts off really well. Yeah, it starts off strong. World premiere. Hell yeah. Where do you guys want to start here? I would say... I I will say this. Before it comes down to it, there are different ways that games have been revealed and announced to us. Yeah, And with the advancement of the internet being everything and social media being so big, someone has to leak something everywhere. Yeah. So what really hurts on the announcement side of it 
is sometimes these announcements come in kind of a begrudging way. Like, oh, I guess we have to address this now. Yeah, that happens a lot now. Yeah, and, and sometimes it comes to, oh, this is really neat. Oh, wow, that's what this was. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of comes down to the... Um, the title for this was Managing Expectation When Marketing Goes Off the Rails. And sometimes it is marketing, and sometimes it's the lack of marketing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's us bullying people into stuff yeah. as consumers. It, it, it's where, you know, the consumers get... It, your your um, you know mind wanders. Like, what could be with this... Mm-hmm game um and you see things and you assume things and then that's what gets people in trouble um right yeah why don't we start with some smaller titles uh i wouldn't say smaller but things that we'll start with two that i think are not technically out or out yet (laughs) that have not technically that never saw the light of day or either to be seen if it'll see the light of day yeah, and these are these are going to go in this order for a specific reason that we'll come to as we talk about them. Because if it weren't for one, we wouldn't have the kind of hype we've been mysteriously seeing on another. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember this moment very vividly because I was working. We are of course, working video game retail. Um, Johnny comes in for his shift, and he goes, right now, go on your phone and download this to your console and play it when you get home. I've been playing it all morning. It's amazing. And that was um, 7788 Studio playable teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. Then I got home and I played it and played it and had no idea what and, was going and on. And we proceeded to blow each other's phones up for like the next week about what the hell we were doing. I lived on Reddit for that whole week. Um, And if you don't know, that studio was a front. Um, That game title was just a whatever. And uh, at the end of the day, it was uh, Silent Hills. Yeah. um, Headed by Hideo Kojima. Um, With some some co-help. With a lot of co-help. From such great people as Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Yeah, with the lead of uh, Norman Reedus. And that's where... One of Austin, when I think when I think of phrases that Austin says, mm-hmm. um, Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus, that's where this comes from. Yeah, one of my favorite. Yeah, can't resist it. Honestly, it was it was a very unique announcement, um, because it wasn't really an announcement. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. Uh, it wasn't just like a couple of like um, Swedish guys that came out on stage. Oh, hey, here's our thing. Go download it. It would be great if you guys kind of... It was so... It was low-key. It appeared on the PlayStation Store, and we decided to check it out because it was new, and it became trending because it was new. And it didn't give you anything. And it took, like... It took people all over the world working together to learn that, like, different inputs at different areas would, like, do different things for it until someone finally, finally beat the game... And well, the quote, quote, the quote, unquote, game, and that's when you finally pulled out of the first-person view mode after you know wiping yourself a couple times um, to show that it was what it was. I was gonna say if if you haven't seen this, 
especially around now when we're recording this, um, kind of getting into spooky season, sometime look up a playthrough of Silent Hills. Um, and, and, and look for a good playthrough. You know, one that you can see everything vividly and, um, and kind of immerse yourself in it. Uh, because at the end of the day, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen on any sort of video game. If, if you need um, to, there's guys. There's nothing that even comes close. Slide into my DMs. I have still got it installed on two PS4 Pros at this house. It is never... <laughs> it is always installed on at least two PS4s in this household. It will never be on less than that because I refuse to lose it. And a few years ago, I know I streamed... Um, I did a pretty good playthrough uh, of, of it. Um, I, I think that's on my Twitch or something. Um, maybe YouTube. Uh, so um, it's it's such an interesting experience of figuring it out, and and I, I wouldn't say I came in late because it was still like day of, but I, I I would be very interested to see that person's face the first time, um, that they turn around and they see the hello writing on the wall, start to move to the other wall. Like, wait, why did that letter show up there? And then they turn back, and then they go back again, and the other letter moves there. Hate it. It was such a that moment. It was just such an awesome experience because it wasn't even a real announcement, and I, and what made it such a big deal when we found out what the game was actually going to be, because that was a series that so many of us held dear to our hearts that we hadn't seen since, like we hadn't seen something good with it since like the PS2. That audience um, is still hanging on. And they have nothing to even hold on to. And they're still like every little thing that pops up. Yeah. Which is what will transition us into I, our next thing. Oh, man. By the time you guys are listening to this, there's supposed to be a Konami presentation this week. And everybody is praying and praying and praying that this is what it, that it, that it's a Silent Hill thing. Um, yeah. And it won't be... life. It won't be this. But... You know, it, it it'll it'll be something, and hopefully that something will be good. And that that just shows how strong that community is on driving its own hype, um, yeah. which is really what leads us into the next one. Because it was kind, the next one is kind of all community work. Yeah, um, it's it, it's an interesting thing that kind of I think this company got swept up um the developer is blue box game studio and the title is called abandon yeah and when it originally came out they were it, it was a very very silly little thing where it, it was mostly just trees and actually i think it was a shot a, a, a shot of a video game first and the f quality was really really high and the way that the camera looked was very indicative of the Silent Hills playable teaser. In in, I think that's what made the Silent Hill that playable teaser so successful. Is they had that, it wasn't quite a fisheye lens, but it was it was stretched out and it was a very perfect first person camera view, um, and everything was on the high end of, of realism. And this first photo kind of just set people off and going, wait, no. Because there's something else going on here. And it turned into a full conspiracy um, of this this man, um, I can't remember his name, I think it was Hassan something. 
he has no games under his belt aside from little mobile things. It was so bad that we spent like 30 minutes on an episode. I think we were actively <laughs> recording at the time going through the man's like PlayStation profile looking at the games that he had platinums on and <laughs> all of this other insanity and trying to like we were all that it's always sunny meme. Yeah. <laughs> like of looking at the conspiracy board and taping things together and like this has to be it. This has to be it. I had the red yarn and I was linking things. Yeah. Um it was it was it was a whole thing of like there was even like anagrams for the name. <laughs> yeah. And there were like okay, his date of birth is this. And if you take that and then you minus it by 20, that's Hideo Kojima's date of birth. Yeah. Uh, it was so weird. And through that hype, Sony caught on to it and helped them actually create uh, like like a, a portal. I think it's all they have right now. There's literally nothing on it. Um, yeah. And I think it's called uh, the real-time experience. It's a portal that updates in real time. I downloaded it, and there was nothing there. It, it, and and it didn't it wasn't nothing there like when we downloaded like Silent Hills and we were walking through an area and we're like hey there's nothing here I can't figure this out right there was literally nothing there there was no game there was no walkthrough there was I think maybe a trailer it, it was um it was like a a, a UI mm-hmm. that's all now if you really want to be a conspiracy theorist maybe there is something you have to do something very specific to open up I, I don't know. There's a lot of different conspiracies out there, and I, I went through a lot of them. Um, yeah. And I think these guys just created something because they were a fan of Silent Hills and never came out, just like other big games we saw in the past that I know I was excited for, um, like Allison Road. Mm-hmm. Just completely gone. Yeah. You know, they those guys packed it in. I think the, I think the biggest problem with... The, the game that we're talking about now, though, is that it was all fan-driven hype mm-hmm. because of all the crazy conspiracy stuff happening, and they didn't say anything about it quick enough. They didn't refute anything fast enough. They tried to ride that interest wave. Yeah. They did. And it blew up on them hard. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an interesting, I think a very interesting way to go about it. Yeah, like like it took him a long time to say we're not actually. I mean, it took days to say we're not actually involved with Hideo Kojima or Konami or Silent Hills. This is a completely separate thing. And then what did the community say? That's exactly what Kojima would say. Exactly. Yeah, like it was. They gave it. They gave it too long. Yeah. They decided right off the bat they were just apathetic about it because you know any publicity is good publicity. They they, they kind of learned the hard way because. It, it all just kind of blew up in their face. Now that people, once yeah. people realized that it wasn't going to be what everybody wanted it to be, it just started to kind of to, to fizzle out and just fall apart. And honestly, when was the last time we even heard anything? Yeah, no, it's been yeah. completely silent. Like a hill? Like a hill. Oh my god. Um, so if this game ever sees the light of day, oh, will it ever see the light of day is the question. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, anything's possible, but yeah, I wouldn't uh, expect it. Yeah, I, I don't expect it to be anything. If there's something that you, if you're a horror fan and you're 
getting swept up in the hype. Hey, could this be kind of connecting the dots? I would say reserve yourself from that and let that one go because that one is it's looking like a straight up disappointment. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Do you want to talk about some of the heavy hitters or do you want to talk about I think we have a little bit of a lighter title here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I want to hit like a positive note maybe before we kind of start hitting some negatives. Well, I guess mixed on the rest. That nothing's like super super negative here, but Right, right. Um okay. Well, yeah, why, why don't you take it? We'll we'll follow your lead. Yeah, so um I think there's going to be a lot of opinions and a lot of uh built-in knowledge on this one probably, but a game that had I think a, a really strong marketing and a, a kind of similar to the last one, there was a bit of like, well, there was a lot of speculation and there was a lot of like unearned hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, I mean, in this case, we're talking about uh, it's Hello Games, right? Hello Games, No Man's Sky. Yep. Yep. So very hyped, very, uh, it's, it's kind of like this game had a chance to be the forever game that everybody wants, right? The game that's like, okay, this has everything. It has multiplayer, it has crafting, it has, um, you know, exploration, it has space dogfights, it has weird aliens. So it's, you know, anytime a game comes along that kind of has this type of vibe, everybody thinks like, oh, this is the last game I ever need to buy. It's going to be perfect. And it that just doesn't exist, probably. Right. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot in the past. But, yeah, No Man's Sky was one where... You know, I think they made the mis- a, a couple of mistakes. One, just like the last game, of not heading stuff off at the pass, basically. Where, like, somebody would make, like, an unrealistic expectation. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And it's like, no, dude, you have to, like... When somebody says something like, oh, this is a sneak way to release, you know, a new Silent Hills project, or, in No Man's Sky's case, like... Oh, it's going to, you know, every, each planet is uh, completely unique and there's all these extra shit you can do. You have to be able to recognize what is real, you know, what is marketing hype of like, oh, this looks really good. You know, we have 14 quadrillion planets, whatever. And what is like unmeetable hype that's going to harm your product. And like, I, I think that they did not do a good job of that partially because of the size of the team and they just it really you get the vibe for sure that they just did not know what they had and they weren't ready for this level of success i feel like the problem that really came with no man's sky was a a little bit of the the idea that oh it can do this you'll be able to do this you'll be able to do this you'll be able to do this and then they didn't get a chance to really say like not, not not exactly not quite right because they instantly had pressure coming from above as well because they had all of the Sony marketing and stuff, and they had Sony over their head, like, you're going to do so well because you're going to give them this, this, and this, and we're going to make tons off of it. And at that point, like, what do you do when this dream idea of you working so closely with a huge company like that comes down to, like, now they have these expectations of you. So now not only do they have these expectations, they're giving the fans these expectations so that you're just going to have to work yourself to death to come as close to it as you can. And, like, this is also one, too, that if you were a really close follower, like, if you were really watching all of the, like, dev 
diary videos and stuff like that, you, I think, had a much more realistic expectation of the game because, like, halfway through production, their office got flooded and they lost everything. Like, there was there were little events like that. This was a team of like, you know, er, at early parts of the process, it was like eight people. It was six. Yeah, six people. They hired to fifteen by the time the game showed. <laughs> exactly. So this is still like. You know, you should be expecting in the range of something maybe like a um, Stardew Valley. <laughs> like, wow, this is really good, but at the end of the day, it's a game. Like, it's just a... It's not anything crazy, right? It's like a typical... Well, this this is an, this is an independent game right? that was picked up, it got eyes, and then marketing, as it says on the tin... Went apeshit. Went off the rails. <laughs> Um, so they, they had this expectation. I think Hello Games had a perfectly scopable expectation until Sony got involved. And the game, the studio had, like I said, six people. Five of those people were coders and developers, you know, like people who, um, write the code and compile the code. Yeah. The art was primarily, um, it was like one person, maybe procedural. Yep. Yeah. It was all procedural, so they could just have this one guy go, okay, cool, how many sets of dinosaur arms can you make? Oh, I can make four of them. Okay, cool. Do it. We'll throw that into a randomizer. How many bodies can you make? We're going to need at least 12. Okay, I'll do 15. Yeah, it was a it was a tiny, tiny install because of the fact that it was a procedurally generated game. Right. Like, I remember when we first got the game, I was like, all right, cool, install done ready to play i was like what the okay and i mean ultimately if you look at no man's sky as well like i I know a lot of people consider it like one of the best we'll mention another one later one of the best like comebacks of any like modern game yeah of like you know it, it comes out actually it did pretty good in initial sales but there was a lot of hostility and negativity due to it not like reaching the level that the hype had sold it on basically so one reason i think it did very well right off the bat is the combative nature of the consumer yeah because they did say that there will be multiplayer but it's going to be such a huge game the chances of you encountering somebody else are so slim relatively rare right they're like you're never gonna it was they didn't say never but basically it was one of those like dude you're never gonna find another player almost impossible yeah it's almost impossible so then you had people that were actively trying to do that. Right. They're like, cool, that's my that's my goal now. I'm going to find another player. Right. And that that kind of combative nature on the consumer level of like, you told me I won't be able to do this. Well, I'm doing it. I'm right. going to prove to you that I can. Right. Um, I'm very guilty of that. I know a lot of us are. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Your Honor, it's fun. That led to a lot of crazy sales. That led to a lot of... Um, that that also led to a lot of the problem discovery that they had around launch. Mm-hmm. So the the game at launch had some really nice core mechanics, yeah. but then when you got down to the surface level, pun intended, of flying down to the surface of planets, mm-hmm. that game was boring as all get out. Well, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, once you when you get there, that's the game. Yeah, like, you you get down to you've done so. It. Flying was so fun of flying down to a planet and breaking atmosphere and then landing your ship. But then when you get there, you're just like, oh, hey, an animal. And it's like, cool, spot 77 more of those. And you're like, shit, okay. 
and like then they're like, oh, a flower. Okay, cool. Do the same thing that you're doing with the animal, but with that flower. Right. And then you finish a planet. And while you might be the first person to discover this planet, and you might find all of the species on the planet, the flora and the fauna, mm-hmm. the likelihood of someone else finding that planet is you have a better chance of being struck by lightning twice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it, it's, it's so low. And then... If you're like me and you get to the second planet, and I'm someone who managed the hype on this game very, very well, because you could, like you said, if you follow, you know, if if you followed along um, and and saw and did your homework, you knew what this game was. We were in video game retail. Of course, we did our homework and we knew what this game was going to be. Yeah, that's true. Also, yeah. And we could manage some of the people who came into our store, but it's it's the 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 fish story you know like oh i you know he caught a fish that that was this big and then the next person oh the fish was this big and then this big it's just it keeps growing you can only taper expectations so much yeah there's only so much you can do and i feel like you know us in video game retail that was something that we really tried to do is like manage people well, because it would be us that they come back and are bitching and moaning to, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. We, we we would have to tr- process a return because somebody's cranky that you weren't allowed to go to 700 quadrillion planets in 10 minutes or whatever. And I look very specific. <laughs> yeah. So they remember me. Yeah, that's true. You were easy to remember. <laughs> you know, like I said, it, they've done a very good job of, like, when they were saying, you know, we are going to include X, Y, and Z in our game. It wasn't a lie. Like, they were going to do that, but it's going to be in, like, 15 years. So, you know, they continue to work on it for a really long time, and they've they've added a ton of additional content. Like, I, if you're mad at the game at this point, you're kind of being a little bitch, in my opinion. Yeah. But, like, you know, it is what it is. It, it's got interesting stuff going on. You don't have to love it or whatever, but, you know, it's it, it's done a lot. It's one where I definitely feel bad, though. Um, I feel bad for the team behind it because oh, yeah. as it launched, like, there was that level of expectation coming, out, coming like, before launch, and I know that they were stressed. Yeah. Like, if you have the entire world expecting something, no matter how many times you tell them, like, dude, I can't do that. that that's not I, the I goal. Can't. That's not what we're doing. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that, and they're still expecting it. Yeah. You you have to brace yourself because you know they're going to hit you with this. Like they're going to be disappointed. Yep. Yep. And we'll we'll touch on this. This won't be the last time we talk about them. Um, no. You know, going through these different topics. Next up, it was just something I wanted to throw in here because I felt like the hype was really high, and we can talk about this in its entirety, which is nice. Uh, yep. But Anthem. Yeah, and Anthem is a it's an interesting one too because that's where you start to get to. Um, like a, a lot of the previous ones we've talked about had a failure of marketing. This one has lying in marketing, right? Sure. Like stuff that was not happening, was not intended, was not being developed that they said was. Like So, I mean, I guess there's there's arguments about that, but Anthem is Anthem was a wild one because it was coming from a it was coming from a team that everybody thought was going to give us a solid product. Um, the announcement right off the bat we felt like it was going to be, um, we, we felt like it was going to be their answer to Destiny, basically. Right. And, and that was that was the pitch. Yeah, it was going to be their it was going to be EA's answer to Destiny. We were excited. It was a very neat idea. It looked like it was going to be really cool. Um, it honestly looked like you were going to get to play as Iron Man, just flying through the sky, doing all this crazy stuff. Sick. Um, and then when the game finally dropped, everybody was like. 
where's the game? Right. Like, where are literally screenshots that you've showed us? <laughs> right? Like, it, it went beyond, um, you know, I, I've been known to be a bitchy consumer from time to time. There is, like, okay, especially with um, No Man's Sky and then another game we're going to talk about here soon, where it's like, okay, I put a lot of these expectations on the game. They weren't ever told to me. Nothing was promised to me. Like, I just made shit up that I wanted to be there, and then when it wasn't there, I was mad about it. Sure. Like, that's on me, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. in this case, I mean, they literally were selling things that just didn't occur. Uh, there was... Um, they said there was going to be, like, this whole mobile base that you had that would have, like, companion dialogues and conversations and stuff that just, period, did not happen, right? Like, that was not developed. That was not released in the game. That today does not exist in the game, which, I mean... It's been abandoned or whatever, but it's still an ongoing. You can still play Anthem, right? It's not like it's been purged from I the mean, internet. You can pick it up for a buck. You can try. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's really odd. Like, it, it, I don't think anything really compares to... I mean, this one, I think, is a particular yeah, we, case. That, this one, I, I appreciate this one for a very specific reason. And that is because it's probably the first time that I've been shocked to see a company just pull the plug the straight up straight up was like okay we're over this it's not happening like yeah the way that they just dropped it and walked away was was really shocking and yeah like it actually has like the stuff that they did well in anthem which is basically your iron man they did really well yeah it was like it, the controls are great it it felt amazing it's just that right you were just doing the same exact thing like going from point a to point b watching enemies respawn doing the same thing yeah. Then going underwater to find something, then coming back up to the sky and doing the same thing. That's the game. It was it, it got old quick because there just wasn't enough there. The flying the flying mechanic specifically was grade A top tier yeah. that should be in video games. The fighting mechanic was fine. The world was fine. The enemies yep. I would say are un, like a four out of ten. Not notable. Nothing special. The story, that is a zero. Yeah. That is just straight up, there was nothing there, there was no substance. Shockingly bad. And the idea of having these mobile ports that they literally had in the game. You you had a platform that it looked like your character may have been able to go inside. I think that may have been the original idea of this platform where you spawn. That was part of the goal, yeah. Instead of having that, you go to this like tower or whatever, where everyone's safe, which is exactly the same as another game we'll talk about, and you go into a first-person mode, and you have to wander around this tower, and you always have to come back to it. Yeah. So, instead of creating this, like, open area... Cool, interesting... With a cool, interesting little, like, hub that your character can land and walk around and keeping things seamless, they created this more high-fidelity because they thought it would look better in first-person... And it was just a fucking god-awful idea and a fetch quest of a game. Well, it's also like it was... I mean, knowing a little more about the inside, and this is when, like, uh, around this time, Jason Schreier started getting, like, extremely good internal sources to Bioware. So oh, we yeah. started hearing basically about the entire state of the company and everything, like, like really detailed reports, like, you know, book quality. Um, he has written books about Bioware, right? Right. As they kind of dove into more of the behind the scenes details like this was supposed to be one of several cities that you go to that turned out not to be the case it's basically the only city it's basically the only place that you have non-combat interactions in the game at all 
right? They were they ended up having to scrap the uh, mobile base that you basically live in. So that was already that's a major loss right there. Um, because they decided to focus on one city, they tried to increase the fidelity and uh, you know put you in first person and everything. That ended up being bad. The conversations are really lacking. There's no like notable NPCs. Like there are named characters or whatever, but they just don't matter at all. It could have been anybody. I don't remember that story at all. No, it's completely worthless. Yeah. No, I. I <laughs> yeah, again, just like the fact that they were lying in the marketing. I think on the box there was a screenshot that you can never find in the game because it, it was cut. <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember. I for sure it was in marketing like release era uh, like release time marketing yeah there were for sure shots that were not in the game but uh, i believe on the box they show your like mobile carrier that does not appear in the game such a such a weird instance of a game really strange and it's like yeah you can definitely tell that it was just dumped and abandoned and oh yeah they they definitely they pressed way too many copies of the game I still see copies sealed at places that are like um, those discount outlet stores where like you go and you just like every day it's a little bit cheaper. Um, like they just have bulk amounts of stuff they unload into bins like crazy. Yep. I, I see tons of it there. I'm like it's it's it, it was a huge devastating like bomb for the people that liked the game or that were genuinely excited for it. I knew a lot of people that were overly hyped for it, and when the game finally dropped, even coworkers were like, uh, it's fun. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that this studio that is well known for a very specific thing... Role-playing story. ...would do something different. Yeah. And now, I I'm the first person who will point out the fact that, that this studio does not and should not be known for that thing that they did 20 years ago anymore. Correct. Because they're completely different people. They haven't done it in a generation, 20 years at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to fail at such a high level, there was so much money on the line. <laughs> it was a public and, like, a spectacular failure, too. It was like the Hindenburg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, looking at it at the outside, when you hear Bioware, you're going to go, okay, cool, it's going to have a cool story. And we're going to have, Dialogue. you know, very subpar co combat. and Interesting companions. Interesting companions. Yeah, you're going to have these <laughs> it's things. It's the exact opposite of what you would expect. Yeah, it hits on the things that you wouldn't have expected. And it fails at the things that you expect. Which yep. destroys the flow of the hype that you had created going into it. By the time it came out, it, it should have been a free-to-play game. Correct. I, I was very honest with people and said that I enjoyed it, but I didn't pay for it. Right. right. I had to be very transparent <laughs> with people on that. And because other people were like, oh, the game's trash, the game's trash. Like, yeah. But if, if you, you didn't pay, pay for, for it, it. <laughs> if you don't, if you drop 60 bucks on it, I am sorry. I feel terrible for you. Yeah. Um, that was one of the first games that I got as a freebie at my job that I very vocally told people I enjoyed it, but... I didn't pay for it. Right. Like I would not if I if I paid for it, I would have been very upset. Yeah. Right. <sighs> yeah, that was a that was a crazy one and it, and it really led to the like it was the killing blow in like old BioWare. So like just before this, uh they had released um Mass Effect Andromeda, which was I mean, if you look at it as a standalone game and not as a piece of the Mass Effect universe, it's actually a decent game. It It's certainly, I mean, it's got the best combat of any Mass Effect game by far, right? But it has 
the companions aren't as interesting. The story is not quite as good. It, it struggles to find an interesting villain. The problems that we will see exacerbated in all future Bioware projects, right? I'm thinking back on it, and I don't remember one of the companions, and I don't remember who the villain is, and I beat the game. In Andromeda? Oh, in uh, in, in Anthem. Anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andromeda's pretty damn close. I mean, I think I can remember what some of the allies look like but i don't know what they're called and then i think the villain is like he's just called like the the villain his his title is like the primarch or something yeah and th- that was one that we could have put on the list i think but i yeah well i it's in it's included in uh anthem because it's basically the same game i mean andromeda is actually the good anthem right <laughs> yeah i i don't think that andromeda i don't think it had hype for me that's true. Like it, Andromeda was really under marketed compared to the previous stuff. Um, you could almost tell that they were like, "We got to be careful with this because we do not want to piss off the fans." Like we, I know that they're not going to like this. So we, we got to just kind of put this out almost like it's a DLC or something. Stealth drop it. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't. I mean, there was marketing behind it and everything. I took a day off work to play it, which is pretty funny. Hey, I got paid for the day, so I guess it was worth it. And if Brian was here, he would say, "Hey." I didn't play this for the first like year or whatever that it came out. And then I played it and I had a good time. So that's actually something we're going to get to. We're going to get to that actually pretty soon here. But not too soon. We're going to have to split this one into two parts. So join us next week for the continuation of All Aboard the Hype Train. For myself, Jay, for Austin, Johnny, and Brian, thanks for joining us and have a good one.